the topic of um, proper feeling of pride. Now that sounds uh, quite amazing. Could it possibly be that the Torah would advocate a person to feel pride in something within himself? <coughs> um, especially of his, something of his own accomplishments. We can understand uh, the chashivas, the self-esteem, how beloved he is, as uh, being this B'Tzalem Elohim, that's uh, Shem's creation. But something that I have accomplished, um, it's quite a uh, quite an amazing thing to discover, if we can, that the Torah wants us to feel uplifted and glorified and, what else can we say, pride in that. And the truth of the matter is that the Havmina of the Tesis Yontif clearly was that there couldn't be such a thing. As we find in the beginning of almost the fourth parak, where, uh, as is well known, the Tana asks, the Rabbi Bartanura has a very novel Pirish. He explains it. Who is the Chacham? Who is fitting? By whom it's proper that he should be feeling uplifted and I don't know what to say, feeling the praise, feeling the pride of his Chachma. And who is the Gibor who should feel that way over his Gibura? And who was the Ashir who should feel that, feel that way over his Ashiris? And the Mishnah goes on to say, the Chacham who, who learns from any person, the Gibor who was able to overcome his Yitzhahara, um, the specific example is given of overcoming his Kas, even delaying it, and the Ashir who Sameach Bechelkoi, those are examples, those are the cases of a Chacham, a Gibor, and an Ashir, who it's fitting that he should feel the pride, the glory, the upliftedness of his wisdom and his strength and his wealth. So the Taisir of Ask, but the Pasik says, Al Yishal Chacham Chachmasai, but Al Yishal Gibor Bibrasai, but Al Yishal Ashir Bashra. That the Chacham and Gibor Ashir are not supposed to have a feeling of upliftedness over their Chachma, their Gvura, and their Aisha. So he has a Havamina very clearly that even this kind of a Chacham and this kind of a Gibor and this kind of a Ashir should not be feeling self-exalted over it. I hope everybody saw that or will have a chance to take a look and hope you can confirm that. But now what did the Pasuk mean when it continues and says Ki in is Halel Haskel Isi that's not clear. Maybe it would be some kind of a extremely exalted level of knowledge of Hashem, Haskil, Yodaya. We don't know that didn't spell out to us. But clearly, initially, was of the opinion that this should, should not be possible. And he answers that no, actually, the Rav is understanding the Mishnah, that's understanding the Pasuk, that when the Pasuk says, Ki'im is halel, person should, when should a person feel that? 
kavod, that exaltedness, that upliftedness, that's referring back to the examples that were mentioned before of a chachma, gvura, and osha. What kind of chacham should be mishal? And what kind of a gibor, what kind of asher, as the Rav is spelling out, that's when it's a chachma of knowledge of Hashem. When it's a gvura, when it's a strength of the knowledge of Hashem. When it's a, a, an ashiros, a wealth, that's of the knowledge of Hashem. That chacham, that gibor, that ashir, should feel. The Pasuk is saying, ki im is hal hamashalem. It says, Yotav is learning the Rav, talking about the person himself, not by other people. The person himself should feel that greatness, that upliftedness of his chachma, of his gevura, and of his oisher, where it's of a nature of the knowing of Hashem. Do we have the equation? Everybody good so far? You could say no. But if <laughs> I, I, okay. I just joined. Can you give me a, 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 t- a 30 second recap? Uh, we could try. Um, so uh, the Tosis um, the is learning the, the Rabbi Baratanura, learning the Mishnah, learning the Pasik. At the Pasik is saying initially, Chacham, Gibor, Ashir should not pride himself over those qualities. And Thais Yantav thought that that, initially thought, that would apply to all types of Chachma, Gvur, and Aisha, without exception. But to explain the Rav, he discovers that what the Pasuk is saying is, no, there is a Chacham, and there is a Gibar, and there is a Ashir, who should feel uplifted and exalted over his Chachma, and his Gvura, and his Osher. And what type is that? That is the type where it is a chachma or a gvura or an osher that is of the knowledge of Hashem. When the chachma is the chachma of knowing Hashem, when the gvura is the gvura of knowing Hashem, when the ashirus is a ashirus of knowing Hashem, then the person should feel that tehillah, that praiseworthiness, that upliftedness over the chachma that he is so fortunate to have, over the strength that he has, and over the wealth that he has. Should feel it. Uplifted means a personal uplift or uplifted over others? A personal. Um, okay. Just give me one second here. Um, I paused it, but now I can't. Can you, can you unpause it? Sorry for the trouble. Okay. So, um, so let's just spell out and then see where, where, where we go with it. The, um, the mission is explaining, the Rav explains, that the weird the Chachma is of a pure, sincere nature. It's the Chachma. Shem Shemai, not for the sake of gaining honor, gaining glory, putting myself above other people, or any other uh, material benefit that I might be able to achieve, just pure desire for wisdom. That's called Chachma, that is the Chachma of knowledge of Hashem. 
Uh-oh. Oh, it's not here. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I don't have it on the sheet. The, the Taisha's Yontif uses the Lashen that that Chachma is Mamish knowledge of Hashem. It means that I have within myself a pure desire for wisdom. What is that stemming from? What is that made out of? That's of a spiritual nature. That's coming from a person's own innate connection to Hashem. That could be very deep. He may not be consciously thinking about Hashem when he's wanting to gain more wisdom for its own good sake. Because he appreciates wisdom. He talks about the person who loves Chachma. That's why he'll learn from anybody. Because he loves it, he wants to gain it, he's not concerned about his honor. The person who has such a quality, that is a Chachma that's of the knowledge of Hashem. When it comes to Gevura, he's able to overcome his temptation to anger or other forms of Yitzhahara, whatever they might be. That is stemming from some connection to Hashem. I don't know if it has to mean an absolute nature. There could be times where there are other external forces that cause us to do the right thing. But maybe it means B'derach Klal, or certainly it will apply in the case where a person is trying to do what's right for its own good cause. I understand this is the right thing. That means that I have some connection to truth, to what's right, to recognizing I am a spiritual being. There is Hashem. There is some connection there. And when it comes to Aisha, he says that uh, it's because it brings to Knowing Hashem, if I'm Sameer Bechelkai, I will not be pulled after pursuit of money, of the materialism. Chorur, um, you, you could suggest that, how do I come to be Sameer Bechelkai? It must be that I have enough trust that Hashem is providing me with what I need and so I can be okay with whatever he's being uh, sort of able to uh, achieve in a, in a manageable way. He can be satisfied with what he needs. So, that itself has to be from some level of bitachin, but certainly it helps very much. So that's a kind of an oisher, kind of a, a wealth that brings to knowledge of Hashem. These are all qualities that when we sense it within ourselves, the Mishnah is teaching that we should feel. We are directed to feel the full sense of Real deep good feeling from it, and it seems very clear that it's not stemming from a sense of accomplishment, which I don't think should be you know disrespected completely. But that is not what the Mishnah says is the cause for feeling that's pride in oneself because I accomplish something good. That's not how it's being defined. It's being defined because of the, the Chachma of a pure nature, the desire for Chachma, it's of a pure nature. I want to truly understand the wisdom in the, in the Torah, for sure, even in the creation. That's stemming from 
a knowledge of Hashem, a connection to Hashem. It's pretty amazing because I'm sure you can find many people who are sincerely interested in gaining wisdom. They're not thinking about Hashem, but they should know that that is of their spiritual makeup. They have within themselves, and they are actualizing within themselves, that power of the Spirit that is given to them, that is of the truest, most close nature to Hashem's essence. It's all Hashem's creation. It is all bringing the person innately in contact with the wisdom of Hashem that is only from that source. So that's where it comes from. So I could I could appreciate it. I should recognize it. I should value it. I should rejoice in it. I should feel the the upliftedness that this is functional within me. I don't even know if it's a matter of taking credit for it. You know, like a person has it. I don't know if you could have it. Um, pretty naturally, but if a person does have it somewhat naturally, but nevertheless he should recognize that this is not just, you know, in potential, this is actually functioning within me. I have a chachma, I have a desire for chachma that is innately of, of the form of my recognition, either consciously or at least deep down, of Hashem. If I'm choosing to do what's right in a point of temptation, a point of challenge, that's from some recognition of Hashem, of truth, of what's right, of what's good, what's proper. The, the Ben Yonah says it, it comes from, from Yira. That's why Yashav Lover Avera, Neusim Lizcha Kaisa Mitzvah, it's the greatest mitzvah, Yira Shemayim, Mein Bach is Mashma, that can come from Ava as well, of course, because the person has true Ava doesn't want to go, in contradiction to what he has been directed by someone who he loves so very much. So the, uh, the Abba Vashem will also direct him to over, overcome the temptation. He'll not want to do anything to damage the relationship. But even at a basic level, we know this is right, this is correct. That's, that means that there's functioning within me, that recognition of Hashem. And the Mishnah is teaching us, the Pasuk is teaching us, I should feel a feeling of upliftedness over this. So I think it's, it's worthwhile to pause for a moment and try to think, can we actually envision ourselves doing this? Can we imagine ourselves actually trying to focus on those occasions where we were able to do the right thing, even though there may have been temptation to do what's wrong, or some pull, and be able to recognize, oh, I have this chayach within me. Not only in potential, but actually, it's at this time, it was actually working. That means I have some awareness, I have some connection. I'm in contact with Hashem. In a, in a very deep way, and also playing out in my life. It's playing out in my life. That's something to be just amazed by. To be very grateful for, very uplifted because of.
I think there's something that uh, we're definitely not used to doing. It's not something that comes natural. It's something that we need to focus on to try to gain for ourselves that experience. I don't know if it's really um, fundamentally different than the concept of simcha in doing a mitzvah. Maybe that's more b'shas ma'isa mamish. This could be even not b'shas ma'isa. It talks about the chacham, someone who has chachma. I know that when I'm pursuing chachma, it's not for the sake of gaining honor or glory. I'm able to learn from anybody. I'm happy to learn from somebody even much younger than me. It's fine. It's okay. So I could have some sense that my desire for chachma is essentially of a pure nature. Not that I don't care at all about how people think of me, but it doesn't stop me from being able to learn from somebody even much younger in a sincere, really receptive way. Not just to convince myself that I'm on the Madriga, but <laughs> I can have a sense that it's real. Oh, Baruch Hashem, I have this quality. There are times that I'm able to do what's right, even though there's temptation. I can sense that I... I'm able to make good choices sometimes. Oh, there's some gura of, of being able to choose what's right, of delaying, delaying the anger, not just blowing up at somebody when I'm tempted to do so, or whatever the temptation might be. Or I know I have a sincere desire to try to avoid the temptation, so I should know that I have this within me. That's, that's a feeling of cover, the unique feeling of cover that a person is supposed to have sort of in addition to <laughs> the enormous comment of just being with Salam Malakim. I guess it's you know that Salam Malakim that's function. That's a unique kind of a covet and chashivas that the Torah is telling us we're supposed to feel. Now before we go to the next step, if there's any reaction to this, I'm definitely eager to hear um, how this sounds to you. If, uh, like I say, this could be actually utilized, perhaps. If you ever experienced it, that would be great to hear about. Um, and maybe if this could even help us, the Maisa. Not just for the sake of gaining the good feeling that will come afterwards but uh, like sort of clarify for ourselves. I have this kayak within me. I have temptations, yes. I have forces that are pulling me away. They are meant to challenge me. They don't define me. They're not who I am. They need to be here. They need to be doing their job, so to speak, to give me the opportunity to overcome them and bring out until the mice that inner connection with Hashem. But the end results should be a very good feeling over the recognition that there is, they have that connection of some sort, of some degree. Okay, which, go ahead. Rabbi, which, uh, there was one point towards the end where you said something, there was some point that was not natural. Which part did you not have? This experience of feeling that cover. <laughs> if you could find somebody who, you know, goes around during the day feeling this, please let me know. <laughs> or, I, might, I might know someone. <laughs> okay, that's great. That's great, you know. I'd love to meet that guy and find out how he does it. But uh, 
You could talk to him. You could probably talk to him. I think the concept is a beautiful concept, but to, to actually like, you know, to bring ourselves to actually experience it, I mean, it's obviously not automatic because the time has to tell us. The, the, according to the Pesach, according to the Rav, that the Torah is saying, mm-hmm. The Torah is telling us, you should feel this, meaning it's going to happen automatically, and the Torah wouldn't have to be directing us and, and, and encouraging us and, and <laughs> commanding us to have that feeling. Obviously, it's not going to be there necessarily automatically. Automatically means like from birth? What does automatically mean? So that when a person is having that experience of making a good choice, utilizing that spiritual strength, pursuing Chachma in a good way, he's not naturally going to be able to take note and say, oh, look, I have a connection with Hashem. That's what is underlying this. Or I'm Sameach and my Chilak, and that's going to help me to be able to do Torah Mitzvahs better. Wow. Ashreini Matayv Chelki. Like, or like, this is, this is placing me in, in a state of connection with Hashem. Gewalt. <laughs> what that means, like such a, a covered of, 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 of purity that I'm supposed to be feeling. It's me'ain what you find in the art Safan and in the piece on Tzalim Alakim, where he compares to Yaakov Avinu. Yaakov Avinu said, so he compares it to the person's Akara being with Salam How awesome is the human being who's created with Salam And until I read this piece, not suffering, until we heard that schmooze, we had no awareness of it. So there could be you know, such an experience a person discovers. I have this good connection. This is, this is based on. This is big. This is rooted in a connection to Hashem, a, a recognition, and now I mean a knowledge, not just the conscious knowledge. There's a very deep, even unconscious knowledge, that is playing out. And any any good common sense that I use, any yashras that I use to direct the f- affairs of my life in a better way, is also. That truth, that sense of truth, that kayach of truth of yashus, of, of, of seichel, of understanding, is all the chachma of Hashem. This is all, what am I utilizing here? I'm utilizing the power of chachma and yosher that Hashem has put into the person to be able to direct all of his life in the proper fashion. That's what the whole Torah is, is how to direct their life in the proper fashion. Wherever I could find myself doing that, is a cause for this feeling of very great covets and feeling the chashivas that it represents. It sounds like Rebbe could relate to this almost. Um, I, I, it sounds so nice, like I would like to. You, you, don't, you, don't, feel it at all? you don't feel it at all? Um, it's too soon to know. Like I'm first, like you know, getting some some idea what this is all about. I'm first learning about it. Well, what do you feel? Forget uh, intellectually. What do you feel? What do you feel when you dive and you look? I think you look like you're enjoying yourself. To stop uh, and like that. 
Oh, back in the Chachma, and when you're learning, I, I don't know, maybe I'm off target than when I see so it. It's, it's not a raya from when, when you're learning something that's very beautiful, very amazing. So there it's natural to, you know, be, be sort of gratified by that, to have, a, have some enjoyment of that, hopefully. But to actually, like, take it in in a personal way, to feel this hale, means like, true recognition of my cover. Now, I think part of the reason why this is unfamiliar is that we're always afraid to go there because we're afraid it's going to come to Gaiva. It's too, so, too closely associated with Gaiva. So we also need to have hand in hand a good system whereby we can feel that there's safety from coming to Gaiva. So I think I we have that. Yeah, I, definitely, I definitely hear that last point very strongly. Yes, yes. We're very conditioned to you know, avoid anything of that nature. And we can't be faulted. The Tosh's Yantavs have a meaning. I, I apologize that Tosh's Yantav was not sent out. I made a mistake in the, uh, the Mara Mekomo send out. But Bunero tried to uh, send it out after this year, hopefully very soon. But um, Tosh's Yantav had a half meaning that we should never be feeling covered over any kind of It was only that's something else which we don't even know exactly what it is. And now, Kamash Malon, no, the Chachma that is of a pure nature is Royalist Halal. That's a Chachma of knowledge of Hashem. That's a desire for Chachma that's, that's for its own sake. That's a Chachma that is connected to Hashem. A Gevura of Overcoming the Eight Sahara, of course. That's the Gevura. Of course, I did it. I accomplished it. But that's rooted in knowledge, recognition of Hashem. That's something that I should feel the covet of it. So how can we hope to be protected against Gaiva? So I think the Masul Sashara could help us with, with that very much. Because he brings how um, when Kajbarahu gives Gedullah the greatest people of our nation lowered themselves and reduced themselves even more. Shem gave Gedula to Avram, Moshe and Ar, David. And what did they say? And the Sosham continues that this can be compared to an Oni who receives a very generous gift from an Ashir where the more that he receives, the greater the gift that he receives, the more reduced he feels, the more embarrassed, the more really undeserving of such an enormous gift. And that's, that causes him to be even more humbled and more humbled. So the obvious question is, what kind of a gedula are we talking about over here? And how is it comparable to the gift of the usher to an ani? A gift of an usher to an ani is totally the uh, Usher's generosity. He's giving the Ani the gift. But the Gedula of Avram Avinu and even Moshe Aaron and even David is not some kind of a, uh, you know, authority, power, position. That's a Gedula of Ruchnius. Avram Avinu was recognized. Hashem said, I have to be Megala to Avram, but I'm doing him because I love him because he was such a exalted level. 
Moshe Rabbeinu is given to be the nice Natayra, Aaron Akai is chosen to be the Kain Godel. David Melech, even as Melech Yisrael, not power that the Gedula we're talking about, we're talking about the Gedula of recognizing their spiritual achievement. That Aram is Roy for such Ava from Hashem. He's Roy to be the Aram Moshe Moshe and Aaron are Roy to be the nice Natayra of the Kain Godel who's doing the Avaita. So, what does it mean that this is a gift from Hashem? Didn't they create that? Didn't they earn that? Isn't that produced by their own effort? So what is the comparison of uh, the gift, the, the enormous gift of an usher to an ani when it comes to spiritual achievement that has to do with a person's own personal effort? So I think that's a valid question. And the only idea that I have to answer it is that, of course, there's no denying that it's uh, largely, primarily, um, of the person's efforts. But the entire possibility of a person's effort enabling him to come close to Hashem, that was all Hashem's creation. This is all only made possible because Hashem made it possible. Because Hashem created the person in such a way that he could come close to Hashem, that he could gain that spiritual achievement. So even though their effort is involved, there could still be the experience of, I've achieved so much, gained something so great, so magnificent, all because Hashem made this possible. And the essential experience of it will not be how great I am, or look what I've done, but rather, look what Hashem has enabled me, made possible for me to to come in contact with. So then the primary experience of it will be one of gratitude, of thankfulness to Hashem, of humility over being enabled to be so close and having something that is so great and so good. So that does not need for a person to ignore his achievement. On the contrary, the more that he's aware of it, the more that he's rejoicing in it, the more he appreciates that Hashem made all this possible for him, which is all essentially the gift of Hashem. And he could experience it as the Ani who has been given so much good by the Ashir that caused him to feel even more and more humble by the greatness of the, that good that he has because of the generosity and the goodness of the Ashi. So everything that the greatest tzaddik is achieving, and the more that he's achieving, is just a, a reflection, a manifestation, an actualization of Hashem's chesed. And he can experience it as, look what chesed I am receiving from Hashem that is enabling me to reach such a level of closeness to him. So the essential sense of it is not in terms of myself, self-directed, what I did, it's look what Hashem has enabled me to, to, to be, to be close to Him. That's like totally overshadowing the, the self-credit that He could possibly give to Himself because the enormity of the goodness of closest to Hashem overshadows, the, totally overwhelms the component of His own efforts as own component that did have to play a role of course in it.
So he does not view it essentially as, look what I did. He views it essentially as, look what Hashem has given me. And the more that he achieves, he sees more, look what Hashem has given me. And makes him feel more humble and more humble. So we don't have to worry about, well, we have to do what Hashem advises us to do. And interestingly, um, in, 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 in Mashar and the Gemara, spells out that, even Hashem talks about it, it wasn't just down because it's a gift from Hashem. It's a gift from Hashem in light of the fact that I have the gashmis, the kechelik of being a Yilad Isha or Mina Ofar, Tipus Rucha. There's a gashmis, a part of the person that would sort of indicate that he shouldn't be worthy of this. And despite that, I'm able to have this closeness to Hashem. And that helps the person very much to be able to maintain the proper balance of essentially, primarily, dominant with humility and receiving the gift. So if we follow the system right, we can rejoice and feel the exaltedness, the upliftedness of the good connection to Hashem that is functioning within us, that we should be aware of, and we should feel the pride of it, at the same time, feeling even more and more humble that Hashem has given that to us, to whatever degree that we have it, and try to gain more and more, able to feel more and more humble. Now, what does that all do with Hanukkah? Uh, <laughs> I think it has nothing to do with Hanukkah. Now, besides the fact that Hanukkah is all about Hashem's gifts to us and preserving for us our connection with him, because that's the essence of the Yantif. Like the Mishiburu uh, explains that it was not Kavua for Mishnah Simcha because um, the Yavadim didn't want to kill us. only wanted to take us away from Avodis Hashem. So what did Hashem save for us? And uh, what plan of theirs did Hashem foil that we could now recognize it's a, Hashem's gift to us, or be able to have that connection with him? So, of course, we are rejoicing in the connection to Hashem. But there's another aspect, I think, that's uh, very uh, much related to Hanukkah. And that is, as the Peneshua says, um, the nace of the Pach Shemen, which uh, really was not needed, was only to show Klal Yisrael that they had regained a level of special belovedness, that they are worthy, that Hashem will do a nace for them that they don't even really need. Doing a nace that's otherwise not even necessary is a sign of Hashem's love to Kal Yisrael. It's enabling us to makir Hashem better, enabling us to strengthen our connection, our love to Hashem. So it shows Hashem's love to us. But for us to feel Hashem's love to us, we have to be fully in love with ourselves. So we need to be able to recognize and accept the powerful negative parts and the role that they play. And we can only do that if we can feel the true good feeling and upliftedness when the positive kayak in the person is able to be functioning and utilizing the negative powers as the means of bringing out all that good, deep inner connection to Hashem, then we can embrace ourselves completely and we can believe that Hashem loves us and we can experience the 
come to the Hanukkah in its full good way. Okay, thank you very much. Rabbi, Rabbi, yes. what do you mean the last, towards the end you said something about negative powers? What do you mean by negative powers? You're saying a person uh, um, is, is not able to be okay with himself because he recognizes I have so many challenges. I have so many midas that are uh, sometimes out of control. So many negative forces within me. So much jealousy, envy, anger, lust, uh, arrogance, etc. So how could I share possibly love me? No. <laughs> Hashem gave me all those things as the means of having the challenge to bring out the true inner goodness that it it needs those challenges to bring it out. But we can only really accomplish that if we are experiencing the connection to the, to the good, the connection to the knowledge of Hashem that's within us, and it's fully good way. And everything can function together. Thank you. Okay, you're very welcome. There's any other uh, Okay, uh, Yaakov, um, you could tell me now that nothing was comprehensible. Not a thing. Um, really? Why? You really don't want me to answer that, do you? Um, <laughs> uh, I guess not. Um, Welcome back, Simcha. So let me ask you though, when when you um, Beis Hashem are successful in doing the right thing or not doing the wrong thing when it's not easy. How do you feel about it afterwards? Um, I feel like I won a, a battle. I didn't win the war. What do you mean? Okay, good. Good. So, there, there's, so there, there's a satisfaction of having won the battle. If I, one second. The feelings one might have. Let's just say, for example, yes. I was a smoker, which I'm not. Okay. But let's just say I was able to hold off smoking for yes. however long. Yes. Now, the feeling I would be getting, is that because or is that because I'm breaking a habit which is intrinsically unhealthy? Right. And as such, and this you could take this example any which way you want to take it, meaning there is a Torah perspective on it, and then there's a personal perspective based on the Torah perspective. And then there's a personal perspective based on, I don't want to be that type of guy with or without the Torah. So there's just multiple feelings one could have about any scenario. Okay. So I, I just want to throw that out there. And the cigarettes, again, you have the Shmatz Mobile and Sechem. You have right. that it's not good for your health. Right. And you have the... I don't want to smoke because smart mode, but I'm not really so focused on that. But it's just I know it's a Torah hashkafa not to do it. Meaning, one is specifically because I'm trying to keep the words of the Torah. One is it's a general Torah idea, and one's a, I just want my liver and my kidneys or whatever it affects. I don't even know my lungs, not to turn I into want, an ashtray. I want, I want to do what's good for myself. <clears throat> right. I'm saying all these things be at play at once, and depending on who you are, your personality, the nisayon in question, they could all manifest feeling these feelings can all manifest in you know different ways with you know for even different days of the week depending what mood you're in all right so i think that we can see from this ravabat's neurontosis yontif that where we 
can can see within ourselves a response to what's true, a response to what's truly good, to be really caring for ourselves in a in a good way. Not not to discount the mitzvah, but even independent from the mitzvah, which really is what it's really all about. The Torah is directing us to be truly caring for ourselves, even when it's not easy, to choose what's really good for ourselves, to be responsible to ourselves, to be caring for ourselves, to do what's right for ourselves and people around us. When I respond to that, when that cough within me is able to function and empower me, I can somehow relate to it and utilize it and have that strength to make that choice, I should feel, I should recognize, I should know that this is a, a example, at least this one occasion, is an example of my inner awareness of the truth of Hashem. Hashem is Hashem of Rachmanis, of truth, of caring, of giving us a Torah that is meant to give us everything good. And I am in touch with that. That means I have within me some of those midas of Hashem. Before you even go further. They are working. One second. One second. Let's, would you say the same thing about a, a guy? Or would you say the same thing even about a Reformed Jew? A conservative Jew? Would you say that that's all Hashem in him? Yes. Because it sounds very Hasidish and not Nefesh HaChayim-like. I'm just going to throw that out there. There, there, there can be, you know, a, quite a mixture, you know. Or I'm just saying, in general, it sounds like a modern concept. It's okay, a modern concept to say that because I, of a certain hargasha that one might have, automatically you're going to say it's 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 the God, as opposed to. I'm I'm just being. I'm trying to be as clear as I can about this. Okay, you know, hundred percent. I'm just saying, but let's say let's. What's the difference between that feeling and the feeling you had when you won a football game on the, the touchdown on the pickup game that you played on Sunday in the park? Well, my nafkamina. Oh, very good, very good. And I'm not just saying that because that's like just a totally irrelevant thing. But what about right. the fact that you picked up smoking because now you're cool? Instead of quitting smoking, you thought it was good to start smoking. Right. <laughs> you know, it was, hard, it was hurting you the first couple of packs, and now you're good. Right. And, and, why, and how is this feeling different than the feeling right. of, oh, I'm the smartest guy around. Right. And, you know, I can whip anybody around, you know, in an instant. Right. No one has anything to teach me that I don't know already. Well, pick whatever, pick your poison. Yeah. And, and the difference, the difference is that those kind of feelings could be, um, you know, power at best and very damaging and and distorted and um, negative to the highest degree at worst. So it's only the Torah that is revealing to us what kinds of experiences, what kinds of actions, what kinds of path in life are coming from, relate to the spiritual part of us. If somebody desires Chachma for its own beauty, now he may not have been brought up religious, so he's not to be faulted for that. But he's not trying to be arrogant. He's, he's sincerely humble and willing to learn from other people even much younger than him and he's fine with that because he truly values wisdom for its own goodness for its own good nature he somehow has a sense truth and wisdom are good where does that stem from 
What's that rooted in? Where, where's that koach in the person coming from? Why don't you ask a that's shrink? Not, no, it's straight up a feeling of that you have a, there's a social construct that made you have this uh, as a goal. And yeah, very, very good. That's the half mina. That's, that's, that's again, you're sounding very, very Hasidish. Really, really Hasidish. Um, well, maybe the Rav Martin Ura and the Tesis Yantav were closet Hasidim. Maybe they were Rebbe's. Simcha, you muted yourself again. What, why are you labeling this? What, what's with the labels of Hasid? Why do we? Because you're making it sound like it's very otherworldly, floaty, um, and not and not you're not down to earth, basically. It's not mainstream. Is it's not mainstream. No, it's not mainstream. What Levi is saying is that it's an automatic that if you can have a feeling that what anybody else would say is a regular feeling of success that you would have on or off the field, on or at, in or out of the base medrash, at work, at home, you're just saying, "Oh, that's God." How do you know? It is. Okay, it's not, really, it's not religiosity, so it doesn't sound from. It doesn't sound from, so it can't be Torah. Because Torah has to sound from and religious. No, it's not. You have to be able, you, can, you cannot, all I'm saying is that for you to, if, if, if I'm having a, a drink of, of water at home, it's, you can't just, out of nowhere, just say, oh, you know why you had that drink of water? Because Hashem said you're going to have that drink of water. No, I have I do what I want. I decided to have that drink of water. He may have known that I was going to have that drink of water. And maybe he pushed me in the right direction and gave me a hint that I was going to have that drink of water. But I decided to have that drink of water. This whole thing is a terrible example. I'm just going to throw that out there. But, but I'm just, thank you, Simcha. Oh, but, no, one but, second. But, second. No, no, you make, make a very important point here. I did not uh, mean maybe it wasn't so bad. I did not mean to suggest that this is happening um, you know, just by itself, Hashem is making us do things. No, that's not what oh, I'm saying. Person, that's not what I'm saying. All I'm saying is that a normal feeling, all I'm saying is that a regular feeling that I might have due to my upbringing, nurture, nature, anywhere in between, but a normal feeling that I might have, you are saying, oh, that's not a feeling you're having because of nurture, nature, or anything else. You're having it because Hashem has decided, you're having that feeling. That is a concept that, to me, is know. not very, does not work in my very misnagdish head. I think we're missing each other somehow. What kind, what no, kind of really? You, me and you, I, not on the same page? <laughs> what kind of feeling are you talking about? It sounded like you were saying before, that if, 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 um, if I were to go and be miscabra my yetzer, and I would feel, what feeling should I have? That feeling that I would have is because I'm doing something that's right from a Torah perspective or something along those lines. So that's what it sounded like you were saying. And to me, um, I asked you about what if you have no idea what basically not as many words or more words. What if the guy has no idea what the Torah is and has no shaykhs to anything? He's just doing it because he thinks it's right. And you, again, seem to in indicate that it was because of the Torah um, view of this and I just that to me is again not something that works in my misnagdishad and unless you weren't saying any of that but it sounded like you were saying that and 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 to, it, to me a gusha you have is because you have um, I mean you have you have again a lot of social constructs that we have that we when I call say social I will, I will, constructs. I, I mean, we have a social environment that we live in 
whereby people feel certain certain feelings about certain actions or not actions, and walking around in the buff outside is not considered okay unless you're in a nudist park. And that's not that people would would be embarrassed, yeah. and okay. and for you to say afterwards, oh well, you're not embarrassed, or you are because of an outside factor, is is bizarre. Okay, I want to agree with you that there could be very many reasons why a person would not do certain things that are not of such a good nature, and that would not necessarily be indicative of his yirashemayim or his avas Hashem. A person is made to feel that if I do this, I'm a low life, good for nothing worthless person that no one should have anything to do with and I'm doing it to avoid just feelings of a total disdain and disgust for myself or if I'm doing it because I'm afraid of getting caught or I'm doing it because whatever, you know, escaping some, you know, horrific uh, uh, self-negation then of course that's not an example of a person is doing it for a pure reason. We're talking about a situation which is hopefully available to us, where we could make choices for not the avoidance of terrible, negative, self-damaging feelings, but rather because we know something is right, we know something is good, we know something is good for us, good for the people around us, good for us for eternity, and what Hashem wants for us, what Hashem knows to be good, and we could trust that, and we could believe that, and we could respect that and that could be even b- before the highest levels of Ava and Yeres Hashem of a nature that has to do with knowledge of Hashem if a person trusts the Torah knows whatever the Torah is sending to me is only for my benefit it's not going to harm me I'm not going to lose out anything in any way it'll only be all good that's that's some measure of knowledge and trust in Hashem doesn't have to be a super high level, but that's not coming from just, you know, habit or just to avoid thinking of myself as a Russia or avoid um, getting a death sentence on Rosh Hashanah in, in some kind of bizarre, twisted way. That's tap, you know, tapping in to what's true, tapping into what's good. That's from Hashem. Can you say it again? I said, of course, there could be situations where a person makes choices, not do certain things to avoid very um, harmful, damaging, negative uh, emotional experiences. If it's drilled into me that if somebody does that, they are good for nothing, Russia, low life worthless person, and I don't want to think that way myself, that cannot be considered to be in the category of Avas Hashem and Yerush Hashem. Unfortunately. Um, it's not a time on a person that, that he's you know, dealing with that, but he's not yet at a point where it could be considered that he's connecting to what's true and good within him. He's trying to avoid a false negative narrative. But if a person has the capacity to trust in the Torah, trust Hashem, know what the Torah is offering is good. So that is that even without even forever. knowing is that is that yeah. even not know is that is this what you're saying? And even if the person doesn't know that what he's doing it lines up with Torah Hashkafas? Meaning he could uh, trust in Hashem and just be limited in his knowledge. I think so. If even if it's at a very simple level. 
he, he, he was given a good upbringing by parents that are trying to teach him what's good and what's true, what's moral. That is a ruchmistic koach in the person. So how does this work technically? Because, again, it just seems a little supernatural that you have, you know, I, I, my parents brought me up, let's just say, you know, a, a person was brought up by his parents to, to, to go and act chivalrous and be polite, and he was brought up in a Torah household, but literally knows nothing. And so he has a lot of very good midos. <laughs> That oh, really, he's okay. not doing because of matu ma'arach ma'atu rachim. It's not doing because okay. you know kmiel chasadim is the third pillar. He's okay. doing it because he was always brought brought up to act like that guy in the football team. Okay. They say, very, oh, he's the guy who should be getting very, all the awards. Very good, very good question. Very good question. I'm not. I'm only yeah. asking because I want to understand how it works. Like it does again. No, it seems very supernatural to me. No, hundred percent. And I don't think we can prove from here, or we see any basis from here. And when a person ju- does out of good habits, which are good habits. Simcha, mute yourself again. Simcha, get back. Put down the yogurt. Yeah, uh, you're messing up the recording. Um, but uh, but um, the Mishnah is talking about somebody who is somehow, you know, accomplishing something. Not somebody that is just coming out of habit. That requires... Some kivisha, some effort. The chacham was learning mikoladam. Has to be. He has somehow developed or or given expression to that koach in a person that is pure, that is sincere, that can put aside how anybody is going to think of me if I have to go, you know, learn from somebody who's master than me. And he could accomplish that and and be strong in that way. So he is making some kind of a a true personal effort and connection to those good kochus and good nidos that are within him. In that so that's case, the person who could, should recognize that and experience that, rejoice in that, and feel uplifted by that. So that, this, of course, begs the next obvious question, which is, what's the Chiddush here? Okay. <laughs> um, if you're doing something that you know is the Torah is telling you to do, we lost, wow, we lost Yoni. Wow. Right. <laughs> well, it's really getting late, but um, that, that's that's a, that's a very valid question, also, and it's fascinating that number one, the Taisus Yontif had a half mina that you should not feel the tehil over these things. In his kasha, he felt no, you should not. He had to answer, oh, that's not shot in the pasuk. And secondly, it seems the Torah has to tell us to have this feeling because it doesn't even come natural to the person who is doing. <laughs> it's not all the time. The Torah has to direct us. Make sure that you recognize this. Make sure that you celebrate this within yourself. When you made the right choice, when it came to even a tiny little thing that, you know, I could have answered somebody back and I didn't, go just like those stories with the Gadolim, they were dancing in the street when they got shot. You go out and you go into your private room, you turn the music and you do a record. When you feel about yourself, ah, wow, what, what, what godless, what amazingness, what connection to Hashem just happened here. So, you gotta try it, you have to experiment. 
Is it in the focus, basically, in the recognition? I think so. I think so. It's, it's also with Tashkofa to know the Torah wants us to do this. He wouldn't, if he wouldn't be taught this, he would think, no, 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 it's too dangerous, too risky. It might come from Gaiva. Stay away. Just play it low-key. Don't pay attention to it. Just move on to the next challenge and keep on being a good soldier. Don't, don't rejoice over your victories. Don't do a victory dance in the end zone. And the Torah is saying, yes, do the victory dance in your heart, not in the end zone, just in your heart. You have to be just taking it all in. And that's the only way to have the true anova, because then you could see, look what Hashem has given me. He's given me to have Chachma that's connecting to Hashem. He's given me to have Gevura that's the knowledge of Hashem, at least this one time. Wow, what a gift. What a gift. Let's try it. Let's see what happens. Okay. You too. Welcome back, Simcha. Joe, you have to be right. You can't knock until you try it. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. Come to. Thank you.